this is why I'm self-conscious about my hellos. <laughs> You're just in there. Hello. Hey. Hi. Hi. Hey. Howdy. Howdy. Anyways. <laughs> I'm Lindsay. I'm Dana. And this is Tipsy Trials. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us again. I, I thought you were thanking me for welcoming you. <laughs> Thank you for welping, welcoming me to our podcast. I was like, not welcoming you. She keeps inviting You've me back here. every week, and I'm just thrilled every time. It, oh, good enough. It's always a mystery. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. How's life? It's life. We just realized we're wearing similar socks. Kind of. And then uh, I revealed my other foot, <laughs> and I'm completely wearing mismatched socks. Which, actually, this is very controversial. I see things on the internet all the time, like, pointing out mismatched socks, and people are like, this is not acceptable for adults. Well, you kiss my ass, because... Who cares? I'm not matching my socks. You're not seeing their feet. Right, especially in the winter. Like, no. I mean, I match my socks because I have slight OCD, but I don't care. Well, maybe that's why I don't. Mine just have to be, like, the same... From the same pack, right? They, like the texture oh, can't feel finger. different on my feet. But it look like you have the Peloton logo on the. Yeah, it does. <laughs> They're Target socks. Pinterest Peloton. <laughs> <laughs> do you accidentally open the Pinterest app sometimes? Yeah, I do that Not all the time because I keep them on different pages. Oh yeah, but um, there was a period where I had them like. Not next to each other, but close mm-hmm. enough that I wouldn't be actually be like, oh, that one Peloton. I'm going to need you to change your app because, in fairness, Pinterest was here first, even though I right. use your app more. We can't both have two red peas. I know. It, it could at least be a different color or something, but who knows? Yeah, but the red's their thing. Like, we're literally staring at my Peloton. There's lots of red. There's tons of red. <laughs> or make it, like, black or something. I don't know. I guess. I don't know. Either way, yes, I do get them confused. I mean, clearly we're marketing experts. They're not, so they should <laughs> listen to us. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, I was going to talk about this barefoot wine incident. If my y'all missed it. We're a few weeks out now from when you're hearing it, but barefoot. They really screwed us. Well, they screwed uh, a lot of people, yeah. yeah. Barefoot released a limited edition red wine with oreo thins like Mm. it was a collab yeah and the site did not work all flipping day all we from the get-go didn't work for you all right um we tried for oh my god hours hours i'm literally like i was trying to calculate how many hours i can't even it was so long when i tell you all that i was and they, I'm sorry, they came back. They said they were having technical difficulties. Mm-hmm. Fine. We still kept trying because what if they, what if we missed the note? You know? Right. I was getting my booster shot this day. I go to Wendy's after because I was jonesing for a baked potato <laughs> for like a week. Shout out to Wendy's for just having baked potatoes. Baked potatoes <laughs> and like... chili. <laughs> Comfort food central. Like, who else is giving me a baked potato? Right. Through the drive-thru. <laughs> Imagine they just, like, throw it. <laughs> like, hot potato. Anyway. <laughs> so, I'm in the line, and it's not really moving. It's lunchtime. So, I'm like, I'm going to try again as long as I'm here. I go through. It doesn't happen. I'm like, you know what? We're hitting this point that I need to be trying, like, every 15 minutes. Because mm-hmm. I, could, I could just sense that they were coming to the solution. Right. When I tell you all, the alarm went off. 
15 minutes later and I get on there sold out. When the fuck were they selling? I I honestly don't know. Because while you were getting your shot, I was trying. It still wasn't working. Some people were saying they were getting through. Others were like, what the fuck is happening? We don't believe the person that at that point had said, though. There was something fishy. You saw yeah. multiple people ask them how. Right. They, like, did it. I, I don't think that person has the one. Look, or I bet you that's one where they just got it sent to them for free. Yeah, we Ugh. now have noticed a trend that the only people that seem to be stating they got this, whether it's on the Barefoot site, whether it's on a comment on someone else's post, mm-hmm. are influencers. Yeah, and, like, it just happened two days ago for us. It'll be a couple of weeks for you guys, but, and they already have it. It's like how... It happened a week ago for us. Oh, well, whatever. But they have their one. They have it already. Like a day or two. It's like, how? Did, I'm sorry. They're not Amazon. No one ships that fast. It just, you know what? It left a really sour taste in our mouths. If you were not aware of the situation, it, you know, I was not a barefoot wine fan to begin with. Mm-mm. This was us giving them another shot. I probably won't buy barefoot. And I'm not one of those like, boycott the company. I don't give yeah. a shit if you're going to buy barefoot. This for me was kind of the, yeah. Well, it's like we already weren't buying their stuff anyway. We're just and not it's like buy yourself. Now we're more. really not going to because we have no reason. Like, <laughs> you know, nothing else they have is special, right? But I mean, overall, the whole marketing of it, the social media management of it, the IT issues behind mm-hmm. it, we get it. Shit happens, but to this extent, when you yeah. pissed off this many customers, and then the note that they sent—not sent, I'm sorry—posted. It was pretty lackluster. Yeah. It didn't explain anything. Like, it it was just shady from the get-go. And we've checked eBay, by the way. We should add this. There was no limit on how many you could buy at a time. So, for all we know, someone was in there buying 50 cases. Right. Um, We checked eBay. They are on there now at $700 a pop. Yes. Like, ridiculous prices. And they have several bids, so... If you're willing to pay that, you're my guess, but... We're not. We were willing to pay $25, but... Right. 700 mm, We like wine. We like Oreos. <laughs> not, not that, that big a fan. <laughs> not that much. Is there anything you would pay 700 for? Like if a food item, specialty food item came out? No. Yeah, I don't think so either. If it's a food item, it's going to expire. I'm not going to want to eat it because it's so special. If it's alcohol... I, I really don't care that much. Like, if I'm going to consume it and I don't have anything to show for it, no, I don't care. I can't imagine much money. wanting this wine so badly that you're willing to pay that price. That's why I'm like, is there anything that I would be willing to pay a premium for it? I Well, and it's not even like a high quality wine. That's the thing. It's like, it's cheap ass <laughs> wine. It's, oh my God. It's not like, I can't even think of a high-class wine. Dom Perignon. Right. <laughs> <It's> Something. <laughs> and then it's a cheap cookie at that. Right. I could probably make the damn wine. <laughs> we can make our own box. <laughs> That's the one we're going to everybody. Be on the lookout for Tipsy Trial's first <laughs> merch release of Tipsy Trial. I was going to say bougie. No, the other word. What? The opposite of bougie. Oh. <laughs> what is it? 
Ratchet. <laughs> I was something with a B was in my head. Um, Ratchet Oreo wine. Yeah. We're actually not even going to get Oreos. We're going to get the off brand. But look, we're going to collab someone's wine. They're not even going to know about it. They're like, when did we do this collab? Well, <laughs> we did it for you. <laughs> the be on the lookout for our first merch release. <laughs> Coming to you soon. But let's get into real products because yes. we are very excited. This is our fourth and final holiday pack. Yes. Holiday yes. pack. Um, and you all know we reviewed Rebel Hard Latte, Hard Coffee, Hard Latte, Um, I guess about a month ago. Two yeah. Two months ago now. Two months. It, it was like an October. about two months. I don't Yeah, because it was near the beginning of fall. <laughs> Oh, some, yeah, yeah. sometime. That's yeah. right. So they released for the holiday season their Winter Wonderland Hard Coffee Variety Pack. This is a brand new pack. They've never done this before. Y'all, we hunted high and freaking low for this thing. Shout out to Lindsay's parents <laughs> for getting this for us in a completely different state. <laughs> I like, I, you know, I even messaged them on Instagram <laughs> to be like, yo. Is this like you? They you okay? Let's back up. They made a post saying it was available in all these states, and North Carolina was listed. And I'm like, all right, y'all are liars. Where? Right. And they were like, oh, it's not online yet. I was like, that's not what I asked. <laughs> Tell me where I can get it. <laughs> so I was like, I give up. I looked at the total wine near my parents. They had it. It's next to Costco where my parents are three times a week anyways. Mm -hmm. So they picked it up for us. And we're very excited. Yes. Um, So the description. I'm using a lot of ums today. The description is the new Rebel Winter Wonderland Hard Coffee Variety 8-Pack is available. Oh, I kind of skipped that part. (laughs) Starring fan favorite Peppermint Mocha Latte, which we have not had. This is a repeat that they've done in the past. Okay. But we have never done the peppermint. Right. And introducing three new seasonal hard latte flavors. Eggnog Hard Latte, Marshmallow Mocha Hard Latte, and Cinnamon Sugar Cookie Hard Latte. I'm so excited about these. ABV is 5%. I cannot even. We have... I was going to say bets, but we really didn't bet. We have a prediction on which we think is going to be the best. Um, We're going to find out. Of course, that means it's one of the ones in the second half because that's just how we roll <laughs> we, around we here. Say what we think is going to be the best for last. <laughs> Sometimes we're right. Most times we're right. I will say last time we did one of their packs, though, I had in my head which one I thought I was going to like the best, and I picked a completely different one. I don't remember which one I picked. I have notes. I want to read through them. I mean, I not read now. I caramel that I liked, but I was expecting it to be You know, else. on Thanksgiving Day, I knew I wanted to kind of start drinking a little earlier, and that's what I was drinking, the Rebels. Um <laughs> I can't remember which one. Oh, it's the pecan one that I love. Pecan. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, that one was so good. They were all really good, though. Yeah, that was a winner pack. Let's see if this one is, too. Hopefully. We're going to start with peppermint mocha. Okay. The mocha was one of the ones last time that we weren't 100 on. Mm-hmm. Only because neither of us are mocha drinkers. Right. You just cheers yourself. 
Um, sure. Peppermint Ooh. is strong in this one. Is this is this the candy cane lattes they were talking about? <laughs> it is. Now we know what they meant. Mm-hmm. I'm very iffy on peppermint. It is a flavor when overdone. This is not delicious. Yeah. I'm hoping it's not like, I don't know, that really like artificial taste. You know, we hate that. Any artificial. All right. I'm, I'm feeling stopped up. If I'm like, that's why. Anyway. <laughs> clear your sinus. Maybe. All right. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, no, that's good. That's really good. Oh, that's the perfect amount of peppermint. Mm-hmm. Not too strong. Not too light. Enough that you know it's a peppermint latte. I knew I was going to love these. The mocha's not very prominent. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad at that, though. This is really good. Yep, I love this. Good job, Rebel. I'd say, if anything, the smell is going to be lower than the taste. Mm-hmm. All right, so the next one we are going to try, and we debated on our second one for this, because to be completely honest, the other three, eggnog, marshmallow, cinnamon, wait, no, sugar cookie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Cinnamon sugar cinnamon cookie. Cinnamon sugar cookie, yeah. Sugar. That's a sticker doodle. I mean, really. Right. But um, they all sound amazing. So we really couldn't decide which one we wanted to do. We chose marshmallow just because I think out of the three, that's the one we're least excited for well yeah i feel like you know had this been i don't know four months ago we probably would have been excited about it but yeah guys we can you email us (laughs) and tell us when you're supposed to eat s'mores because we thought it was a summer thing yeah but people put s'more stuff out just as heavily this time of year in the fall in the winter in the spring like what is there a season for it (laughs) i don't get it We just want to know, and if y'all could tell us, that'd be great. I don't know that this is supposed to be s'mores-like, but maybe. Let's find out. I don't know. I just, I need a good marshmallow drink, because... Does Starbucks have a marshmallow? They used to, didn't they? I don't know either. I wonder if the idea is like hot cocoa with marshmallows. Oh, yeah, maybe. The can is very 4th of July, though. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Mm, No. Immediately, no. What am I smelling? Marshmallow is weird because you get that artificial taste very easily. What is that smell? It almost smells minty to me. Yeah, that's what it, but it's, it's not. It's I think they're else. going after the hot cocoa market here. This has a slight hot cocoa feel in terms of scent. Um, Not like the three birds. That shit was, oh odd. my gosh, it was so good. But this, I'm getting more of a hot cocoa seltzer again. It has a weird smell. I don't hate it. All right, let's try it. It's very familiar. I it know is. what you're talking about. I I'm getting hot cocoa. Figure out what the smell oh, is. Cheers. 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 <laughs> Do you know what they taste like? I'm sorry. It tastes like. I'm going to say something that you buy multitudes. Have you had the hot cocoa Hershey Kisses? No. They're upstairs. <laughs> well, now I'm going to have to go try one on her. But 
You remind me of that. I'm getting chocolate milk, I think, just because it's cold. Okay. Interesting. I'm getting hot cocoa Her- Hershey Kisses. Hmm. All right. Well, I'll have to try them and report back. And those are one of my favorites. This has a weird peppermint to it as well. It's kind of underlying. We're not using the same glasses, so it's, that's not the problem. Yeah. It's, it's weird. interesting. It's, I mean. I don't hate it. Yeah, I don't hate it either. I don't love it. Don't hate it. I didn't pause you all. We're good. I think we were right about our order so far, though. Hopefully. <laughs> we the next we two. are. <laughs> this is why you should trust our reviews. Yep. Good prediction. We're professionals. We professional are. Professional alcoholic. Yes, yes, we Except are. we're not alcoholic. <laughs> we just... Ironically, we don't drink that much outside of this right. these days. I mean, when we do, we might go ham, but... All right, and so this is, of course, our part two as well of our Christmas facts. Uh, we, again, have never done this before. This is our first time doing a two-parter, but ironically <laughs> we had some trouble finding the facts because they added 10 more right we're not gonna use those no we're just gonna start where we left off it looks like they just added some to the beginning the top yeah but we just thought that was funny because we were like great <laughs> what like, happened because we did a part two right we're like trying to find the website none of them look right and we're like uh is it gone <laughs> or <laughs> notice i'm like I guess that fact is different. Anyways, <laughs> um, I think you start us. Okay. So there are nearly 750 different versions of Silent Night. Silent Night has long been a staple of the holiday season when the hauntingly beautiful carol can be heard almost everywhere you go. So it makes sense that it is, in fact, the most recorded Christmas song in history. According to Time Magazine, as of 2014 there have been over 733 different versions of silent night copyrighted since 1978 and more continue to pop up every year so is that people just like re-recording yeah okay because i'm like where i'm like is it really silent night i feel like i hear have yourself a merry little christmas from every artist out there right and other ones too i mean i feel like almost more than 733 right I don't know. That one's a little... I wonder if that... You know what? Who are we to question the people? Well, it's as of 2014. I mean, I'm sure a ton more have come out since then. Huh. All Who right. knows? Whatever. Um, it's funny because when you said hauntingly beautiful Carol, I heard the name Carol, <laughs> not like Christmas Carol. <laughs> oh, that Carol. That She's hauntingly like, beautiful. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, what does she have to do with this? <laughs> what does Carol do? <laughs> Anyways. <clears throat> Home Alone is the highest grossing Christmas movie of all time. That is shocking. What did you think it was? Oh. Oh, yeah. I guess I could see that. Oh, my God. It's not even in the top four. When Macaulay Culkin starred as a young boy accidentally abandoned by his family during the holidays in 1990. Home Alone. The child actor became an instant star in the film An Instant Christmas Classic. According to Forbes, Home Alone remains the highest grossing Christmas movie of all time in the U.S., earning $285.76 million at the domestic box office. Wow. 
It's followed by 2000's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Is that Jim Carrey? That's Jim Carrey. Yeah. 2018, Dr. Seuss the Grinch. I think that's the, um... The animated. It's not really animated. It's like... Yeah, who's who plays Benedict that one? Cumberbatch, I thought. Um, no, it's like a rapper. Tyler, the creator? I don't know if he plays the Grinch, but he did, like, the soundtrack for it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I was like... But I think he is... He plays something in it. Anyway. Uh, and 2004 is the Polar Express, which in hindsight, I I believe the Polar Express one, and that was probably what I should have said. I thought was number yeah, one. Yeah, that would make sense. I don't know. I love Elf. Um, is Elf one of those that it was a cult classic that came later? No, I don't think so. When did it release? Because I, I mean, it wasn't out when I was, like, younger. It was, like, 2000. Maybe 2006. Let's see. 2003. Wow. I, I thought it came out much later than that <laughs> for some reason. That's, I don't know. I guess, I guess, I don't know what I'm saying, guys. Lucas loves Elf. We just watched it the other night. That's my favorite Christmas movie. But you know what? I will say, off of this list, Home Alone is the only one that I make sure I watch every single year. Mm -hmm. Um, My three are Home Alone. Yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch. I was right. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, ADD. <laughs> <laughs> Benedict. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm alone again, but I was at Benedict Cumberbatch again. Once you start saying his name, you can't stop. Oh my god. <laughs> no. Have you ever seen that? Um, <laughs> it was a a meme that went around for a while where someone said if you sing the name Benedict Cumberbatch to the first few notes of Photograph by Nickelback, you'll never hear it another way again. <laughs> I just sung it in my head. Yeah. And I think that's why, because now that I've said his name a million times, I'm like hearing in my head, Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> it's all I can think about. God. You know what I thought you were actually going to say? I thought you were going to say if you say Benedict Cumberbatch three times and spin around, he'll come and haunt you. That's a new legend. <laughs> but the other movie, so what did I say? I said Elf, Home Alone, and the Santa Claus. I oh my love God. the Santa Claus. It's so underrated, too. Yes. I feel like it doesn't get enough attention. It doesn't. We're going to watch that this weekend. Yeah. Not she Friday. means her and Lucas. Not, Not Friday, because we're going to see Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, the new one. He doesn't know. It's a surprise. It's a good surprise. Too bad he doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> well, he would have known anything. He doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> he this will come out long after that. Right. But... Like, what? He saw Spider-Man two weeks ago. <laughs> You're up. Okay. What fact are we on? 40. Oh, no. I'm sorry. My safari crashed. <laughs> All right. I'm going to read 40. Okay. Decorating Disney World involves 8.5 million lights. Well, many people head to Disney World in the summer. Others like to visit the most magical place on Earth during the most magical time of year. And to prepare for the festivities, Disney embarks upon a remarkable setup. According to Trip Savvy, 
Preparing for the holidays Disney style involves unloading 150 truckloads of decorations, stringing 15 miles of garland and 8.5 million lights, hanging 1,314 wreaths. That's a very specific number. Right. And trimming some 1,300 trees with 300,000 yards of ribbon and bows across Disney World's four theme parks, two water parks, and over two dozen Disney World Resort hotels. That's a lot of Christmas decorations. You know what's funny is the picture that they posted, you could have told me that was universal. I would have believed you. Uh... I think it is. I was going to say, I don't think that's Disney. Because you there's can... way too many roller coasters. Right. And that doesn't even look like Universal Orlando either, because there's another roller coaster in there that I don't even recognize. I don't know. That is weird. Okay. Well, best life. Uh, nice try. Okay. It may have just Googled amusement park Christmas lights. Yeah, they might have. And pulled the first one. Probably like heroin. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, the tradition of putting up Christmas trees is more than 500 years old. You could have told me any number. <laughs> <laughs> putting up a Christmas tree has been a part of American holidays for years. However, it's a tradition that can be traced back to Germany. According to history... Germany is credited with starting the Christmas tree tradition as we now know it in the 16th century when devout Christians bought decoration, decorated trees into their homes. The custom didn't come into the U.S. until the late 1700s or early 1800s via German settlers in Pennsylvania. Oh. Um, that was not as interesting as the others. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> thanks for sharing. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> Oh, 42. At first, Christmas trees weren't accepted in the U.S. Okay, that's more... Didn't we just say that, technically? All right, let's read the fact. Sure. Christmas trees weren't an immediate hit in America when they were... For... Okay, let's back. Okay. Christmas trees weren't an immediate hit in America when they were first introduced to the U.S. by German settlers due to the fact that they weren't seen as Christian. We're still doing this. <laughs> As late as the 1840s, Christmas trees were seen as pagan symbols and not accepted by most Americans, according to history. I assume they mean, like, the History Channel. Yeah. <laughs> so I wonder what was the turning point. What famous person said, Christmas trees are cool, and Christians were like, yeah! <laughs> I was going to say something, but it's going to get too political, <laughs> so I'm going to keep my mouth shut. All right. There are more than 630 different kinds of Christmas trees. When you go with a real Christmas tree over an artificial one, you have more than a few different options to choose from. I don't think so. Not where we live. <laughs> For example, there are about 630 species of conifer trees alone, including poplar, popular choices. I thought I was talking about a poplar tree. Like balsam fir, Douglas fir, and Fraser fir. Hey, I love that they listed the three most common. Yeah. Like, you could have chosen maybe something that, like, people had never heard of. Right. No, here's the three that you've already heard of before. We promise there's others, but... Unless you're going on a fucking mountain to chop it down yourself. Those are your choices. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. 
and the U.S. grows 77 million of them annually. By the way, that was the next fact. I wasn't just sharing something from my brain. <laughs> according to history, there must have been a history special. I'm like, I love how it says according to history. Like. <laughs> but history is capitalized. <laughs> That's how you know it's a source. According to history, more than 1 million acres of American soil have been planted with Christmas trees. And at about 2,000 trees per acre, that adds up to around 77 million Christmas trees planted in the U.S. each year. That's a shit ton of Christmas trees. a lot. You were wondering where the big ones come from. Right. And, like, they have to have some sort of steady stock. All right. Uh, In fact, they've grown in all 50 states. Yes, even Hawaii. Okay, guys, even Hawaii, they don't just grow pineapples there. They grow Christmas trees, too. Uh, No matter where you live in the U.S., you can find a homegrown Christmas tree, likely from a nearby farm. That's because Christmas trees are grown in all 50 states, including Hawaii and Alaska, according to history. Because history knows everything (laughs) there is to know about Christmas trees. There had to have been a special. And whoever wrote this list was, like, watching it, like, (laughs) taking diligent notes. Well, I know. That part's cool. Yeah, Yeah, that too. (laughs) That's interesting, though, because... I guess they're just not very high maintenance to grow. That makes sense. I don't. Well, they they're they're not shaping them right away. Right. They're just growing it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I didn't wonder, know like, that Christmas trees so. also didn't grow. Like, right. That's like a new fact for me. <laughs> you don't just get them and they're like perfect. <laughs> right. Because when people draw a picture, oh my god. Hello. That was, <laughs> that was a chaotic moment of like four to five different things happening at once. Um, when you draw pictures of them or like see someone's painting of them like growing in the ground, they're already shaped like a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. No. Who knew pine trees grew erratically? Bob Ross led us astray <laughs> as he was painting those damn triangle trees. Oh, man, I love him, though. So peaceful. Um, so the biggest elf gathering ever. <laughs> is that a uh, thing? I didn't know there were any elf gatherings. So this is the biggest one. The biggest elf gathering ever included over 1,700 of Santa's elves. Where are they getting so there's 1,700 of y'all put on an elf costume and went to Elf Comic Con. Elf Cod? <laughs> Like, why? You might think that Santa's little helpers would be busy making toys for children all year long. No, they have they have stuff too. They have social lives. Engineers, they're <laughs> news anchors. But on November twenty fifth, twenty fourteen, seventeen thousand one thousand seven hundred sixty two elves came together in Bangkok, Thailand. <laughs> to set the record for the largest gathering of Santa's elves ever. Oh. This, like, so this was planned. Like, there was a Facebook group. (laughs) And they said, Meet here. Are you an elf? Come to Thailand. We're going to set a record. You're not an elf? You just have an elf costume? You can still come. (laughs) Were they matching? Was there coordination in this? Uh, but how about this next fact that says, 
but one of the biggest stateside gatherings is Elfapalooza in Alabama. That I'm going to next year. <laughs> the people of Mobile, Alabama are apparently determined to beat the record for the largest gathering of Santa's elves. That's why American elves... I'm sorry, there's different nationalities of them. <laughs> American elves meet up at the annual Elfapalooza event, which includes karaoke best elf contests and an elf march. Let's back up. How are you pronouncing karaoke there? Karaoke. (laughs) (laughs) I. Okay, so are we just calling humans elves? Because that just sounds like a festival themed on elves. And they're trying to say it's trying to beat the record. So if I go and I'm not dressed up, am I an elf because I'm there? No. You have to look dressed up. What if I. Do you have to have the pointy ears? Is the costume enough? I think you have to have the ears. Let's see if there's requirements for it. Let's just let's just get into this. I put I I pulled up the largest gathering and there's no pictures. So why did why did Google um autocorrect <gasps> Elmo Palooza? Oh my God! The largest gathering of Santa's elves. We have the facts. Fourteen participants were disqualified for not wearing the correct costume. So you gotta be on your shit. You better be on your elf game or you're out. Gosh, look, they all have the same costume on. Is that, which one, is that Elf Palooza? That's, that's Elf Palooza. All right, good to know. So we can you, go. Oh, you must wear both red and green clothing, pointy hat and ears. Proper elf attire is a necessity if you want to be counted and help break the record. Look at this man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my God. I look like a troll from three billy goats or whatever the story is <laughs> jeez all right serious i never knew stockbridge massachusetts recreates a norman rockwell christmas painting each year the picturesque town of stockbridge massachusetts becomes more picture- picturesque during the holidays when it transforms into a norman rockwell painting Each December, according to the town's website, Stockbridge recreates the Sunday scene depicted in the Rockwell's 1967 work, Stockbridge Main Street at Christmas, Home for Christmas. I feel like I said Stockbridge and Rockwell like 30 times. And picturesque. (laughs) Complete with vintage automobiles parked in the spots according occupied in the painting. It's pretty much the most wholesome dare we say rock willian no don't say it <laughs> example of american culture we could ever imagine that's kind of cool i have no idea what painting they're talking about did you look about to oh that's cute yeah sure that's fun cool. it's a nice way for the community to get together all right arizona has a 30-foot christmas tree made of tumbleweeds oh my god why i just but why like i'm sorry these are the things where i'm like well who out there stepped back and said i need to make a tree out of tumbleweeds today it's just nothing's ever enough stop it just be extra (laughs) all right so there are real christmas trees artificial christmas trees and in chandler arizona there's a 30-foot christmas tree made out of tumbleweeds it takes 1,200 tumbleweeds to create the structure, which is then covered in glitter as well as 20 gallons of flame retardant, according to Fedor's Travel. Holy crap. 
because they're worried about the fires. Have you seen that meme where the person's like trying to Google like what a tumbleweed is, what the, what the name of a tumbleweed is, and they're typing in the craziest stuff like rolling lump of grass, like, no, and they're trying to figure out. One. They can't remember what it's called. <laughs> That's a whole, oh my God. I love when people like can't think of the real name for something. Yeah. So they call it something else. <laughs> There's so like a funny. whole like BuzzFeed articles of those. I'm crack sure. me up. <clears throat> you can recycle your Christmas tree by donating it to elephants. That sounds like fun. When the holidays are over and it's time to get rid of your Christmas tree, you could drag it to the curb to be picked up by garbage collectors, or you could donate it to a zoo so that it can be fed to a hungry elephant. Zoos around the world, including the Elephant Sanctuary in Tennessee, accept evergreens, which are enjoyed by the giant herbivores as a seasonal snack. Okay, well, first of all, I know where I'm going on my next trip to Tennessee. <laughs> Second of all, that's awesome. That's really cool. I had no idea. All right. Mistletoe translates to dung on a stick. Um, wow. People kiss under the dung. <laughs> when you find yourself standing under a sprig of mistletoe, it's time for a Christmas kiss. But while mistletoe was once considered an aphrodisiac by the druids, it also happens to mean dung on a stick. According to Inner Flora, the original name for mistletoe was mis mistletan. Mistle comes from the Anglo-Saxon word for dung, and tan means stick. How utterly unromantic. Keep Are we kissing. defining? That doesn't say that. Keep kissing oh. under that shit on a stick. <laughs> I thought it said something extra. Um, okay, good. So that was my question. We're defining dung as poop, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, sure. I was just making sure. For sure. All right, one more, and then we're going to take a quick break. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. Yes, okay. Poinsettias have always... Wait. Poinsettias have been a symbol of Christmas... Why can I not read the sentence? <laughs> Poinsettias have been a symbol of Christmas for over a century. These beautiful red and green flowering plants have been associated with Christmas for over a hundred years. Back in 1828, the American minister to Mexico, Joel R. R. Ralph. Please said Romeo. <laughs> I like Ralph. Romeo is too deep. <laughs> brought a poinsettia home to America from his post down south. Getting their name from poinsett, the plants gained popularity in the U.S. after stores in New York began to sell them at Christmas in 1870, and by the 20th century, they were a universal symbol of the holiday. According to who? History! History. <laughs> um, I did not know this before we got another puppy, but apparently they're toxic to pet i feel like i recently heard that like very recently because we never had to worry about piper never bothered my plants so we've always had poinsettias like every year this year i'm like nope no poinsettias sorry so this picture of this poinsettia is all i get that's um i was gonna say because this one does not look like a normal like the ones that i think of and i was just thinking about how sometimes they kind of look like a 
Demogorgon from Stranger Things. They do. Yes. <laughs> That's they why I'm like disappointed do. in this photo. <laughs> I know. It's not showing us. Like, I feel like they need to turn it or something. I don't know. Have you seen? There's a commercial out right now. So, no, you haven't. <laughs> where Kristen Bell is stalking a shipped shopper. Because she's like, oh, I love ship shoppers. I want to see how they do their tricks. Mm -hmm. And the girl's, like, standing in the floral area. And the guy brings out some fresh poinsettias. And she's like, oh, she knew when the night the freshest ones were coming. Who is ordering poinsettias on their shipped order? <laughs> That's weird. That's, like, all I can think about when I see this commercial. Right, because I don't trust anyone else to pick out my plants for me. Oh, but this ship shopper waited. Oh, the precious one. Yeah, and I'm sure the person ordering was like, oh, I, I know I'm going to get this person. <laughs> I know they get the freshest one. Like, I just, oh. that cracks me up. And I thought about it, like, because I've seen it a few times now. And every time I'm like, what? Yeah, that doesn't what? make sense. <laughs> why? Why? Like, I can't imagine doing my Instacart order and me like, oh, at a poinsettia. <laughs> Let's just spice it up a little bit. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. So we're going to take our quick break. We are going to come back, finish our facts. Then I was going to say snack. Finish our <laughs> snacks. Finish our seltzer snacks. <laughs> and we will be back. Bye. And we're back. <laughs> Hey, I think you all heard me breathe before you heard me speak. I am so out of breath today, and it's not like from moving around. No, I have been too. I got out of breath uh, going up and down the stairs of my house earlier and just now. It's like, it's my... like, yeah, we're not like running laps here. Like, I think it's something. I don't they're know. just talking fast. Yeah. It's weird. I don't know what's going on, but. Forgive our breathiness. We're going to continue drinking. And we're going to start with sugar cookie. Snickerdoodle, really. Oh my gosh, the can is so cute, too. It kind of looks like the pumpkin one. It threw me off. For yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to say, sugar cookie's been the hit this year. There were a ton of chocolates that came out with sugar cookie ones. Like Hershey's came out with one. Mm. Everyone's all about the cookie this year. I am here for it. Too, honestly. Oh God, it smells so good. I sugar cookie smell is one of my favorite candle cells. Oh, same. Yeah, same. I have high hope. All right. It's not as sugar cookie sugar as I would like, but it I I get it's the there sugar cookie and the cinnamon though. Yeah, it is very snickerdoodle. Mm -hmm. I just, I'm thinking that very specific, almost frosting-like sugar cookie. Right. Then. It's like straight sugar. <laughs> <laughs> they hurt your teeth to eat. You know the cookies every grocery store has? I um, knew, but I, I knew you before you either love them or you hate them. I love them. I hate them because they hurt it's my so fucking good. teeth. Oh, they absolutely hurt my teeth, but they taste so good. Lucas, literally, we're at Walmart yesterday, and we went there to find pre-made gingerbread cookies that we could just decorate. Because mm -hmm. making gingerbread cookies, you have to, like, chill the it's dough. It's so much work. It's a lot. And I knew I was going to be here tonight. I'm like, we don't have time for all that. 
And so I was like, let's just get some that are pre-made and then we can decorate them with frosting. No, we don't have time for that. I have a life. Literally, he sees those fucking infamous grocery store cookies. He's like, let's get these. I'm like, stay the course <laughs> stay on track he wants them they're good though they i almost i you know what i almost wonder i think i just can't get past the teeth feeling mm. for me they're very polarizing cookies oh yeah it's definitely uh you love them or hate them yeah there's no in between no one just kind of likes them either you're eating the whole box or you're eating a bite of one and throwing the rest out we should do um a poll on our so Ooh, sweet. yeah. Tell us if you love it or hate it. And we're going to post, obviously, what the cookie is. Yeah. If you don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Well, when we release this episode, let's yeah. do a poll on our Keep a lookout. Socials. Yeah. Okay. Love it or hate it. Good All idea. Right. All right. Cheers. Don't let us down. What does it taste like? Dough. No. Ugh. It's too cinnamony. We went in expecting this to be the best one. So I'm. It's not this bad, but it tastes like a burnt cookie. It's not like it's not what we were hoping. Yeah, that's disappointing. Yeah, I really had high hopes here. Hmm. I think I went in with too high of hopes. I don't like going in with expectation. Wait a minute, it's disappointing. I don't think I have any edits today on my math. So far, I feel like I've been ranking everything right where it belongs. Yeah. I might just have to give mine a once-over at the end, but... Well, we're going to finish up with our favorite now, thanks to Bud Light, eggnog. (laughs) Eggnog latte. Eggnog latte. We had seltzer nog. And now we have egg log egg log latte <laughs> come on worker your brandy rebel <laughs> this is my favorite can it's very winter definitely smells like eggnog oh okay so guys i was at a christmas party saturday and the host made eggnog and i sniffed it and immediately i was like oh this does smell like the seltzer nog and i was like all right i gotta go back <laughs> Because I, I was like, I don't know if this is what it's supposed right. to smell like. Yeah, this smells the same. Apparently, I like eggnog. What new? You know, as a kid, we never really, like, had it. I don't think anyone in my family really liked it. So yeah. I don't think I even tried it until high school. And I always just had this thought in my head that it was disgusting. Yeah. And then I had it, and I was like, what the this is great. I think eggnog is like Brussels sprouts. I think a lot of people have convinced themselves they hate it without even really trying. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I love eggnog, though. It's good. I have had shitty eggnog. And you know what? You all are hearing this after this episode's released, but we're actually recording this before we record that episode. But mm-hmm. we're doing an eggnog face-off. We can't discuss the results because we don't know. <laughs> no, <laughs> you all know, but we don't yet. <laughs> but we, you know, this was a decision because we love we. No, it's not because we love eggnog. It's because we were really excited to try different eggnogs. I feel like it's underrated, but it's really not. Like people like eggnog as just. I think I just lived a sheltered life. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I was. Jewish. So, yeah. <laughs> eggnog's not 
Eggnog is a true Christmas thing. Mm -hmm. It's not a winter thing by any means. Right. But, I mean, when I've had it prior, I don't remember loving it. And this year especially, I'm like, hmm, eggnog. Yeah, I feel like I liked it more and more as I got older. Like, I didn't hate it the first time, so I wonder if it is more of an acquired taste. Well, they say, what, every five years your taste buds shift. Right. So, well, let's find out. Have Lucas try it. Cheers. cheers. That's our favorite game. Make yeah. Lucas try things. <laughs> it's stronger than the seltzer nog. I like it, though. This pack's really interesting. It's really good. The entire pack, once again, is really... Rebel's doing something out there. If y'all have not tried Rebel, do it. You will not be disappointed. You cannot go wrong. We've yet to have a flavor that we dislike. We just have ones we like more than others. Yeah. Especially during the holidays, too, where you have to be, like, day drinking with Mm -hmm. your family all day. It's such a great... It's perfect. Um, drink to have on hand. I'd say this tastes more accurate to actual eggnog than the seltzer nog did. Right. I think the creaminess of it does yeah. help. And I love the seltzer nog so much, though. So. It was really good. <laughs> I haven't stopped thinking about it. All right, so we're going to finish out our facts. We have, I don't know how many more, however many more we read. Um, and then we'll do our closing readings. <laughs> My dude, God, just you know, full disclosure, guys, we've been drinking all day this time. <laughs> yeah, we came from a work outing right before recording where we started taking shots uh, like 11 30. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is different for us. Bear with us. That's why we're stumbling. Uh, did you have a good time? Yes. You are having a good time. Um, all right. Santa has more than 30 different names. I feel like I knew that. I knew it was like a, a lot. few, but I didn't know it was that many. Uh, did you know that Santa Claus is known by a number of festive names around the world? Yes. In Hungary, for instance, he goes by Mikulas. While those in Brazil refer to him as Papai Noel. He'll also answer to... Mm -mm. Mm-mm. I don't want to be disrespectful because uh, I have no idea how to pronounce that. But uh, it's what they refer to him as in Japan. uh, Julianese in Norway. I really apologize if I'm butchering these names. Uh... Pere Noel in France, and those are just a few of Chris Kringle's 30-plus international monikers. Okay, 30 is not that high a number. Yeah, it's really not. Like when you, you start to about think about it, yeah, I'm like, 30? Yeah. yeah, it's not that many. Well, it sounded like a lot, and then I started doing maths again. Well, it's like they said more than 30. It really could be like 60, and they're just like, <laughs> we only capture 30. <laughs> Normally when someone says 30 plus, they mean like 31. Right. (laughs) 60 is a bit excessive. Well, clearly the History Channel didn't do a special on this because we don't know. They didn't come from history. Rude. History. Get on it. On this. No sources. You can visit Santa's Village all year round in Canada. It's on um, Ho 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 Avenue. (laughs) That was the zip code. 
Santa's Village is a festive theme park that's open 365 days a year in Canada. So you can visit during the winter months or camp there during the summer. Oh, okay. Many movies have also been filmed at the seasonal location, including Hallmark. Oh, right there. Hallmark's 1,000 Christmas movies. (laughs) Christmas in Grand Valley. And Netflix's The Night Before Christmas, night spelled K-N-I-G-H-T. Starring Vanessa Hudgens. Did she write this article? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> she, I mean, she got a bold shout-out, too. I'm like, Vanessa, how much you pay them? Who was in the Hallmark movie? We want to know these B-list actors. It was probably um DJ Tanner. <laughs> Santa performers can make up to $1,200 an hour. Holy shit! Give me a beard. <laughs> Beard, fear, same thing. <laughs> Santa Claus may be a one-of-a-kind Christmas character, but plenty of performers dress up as a festive figure each year to make extra money. During the holidays, mall Santas earn around $30 an hour, but can make up to $100 per hour for their work. But that's not what y'all said. However, Dan Greenleaf, a professional freelance Santa who runs his own booking agency, told CNBC that when he's hired to visit parties, homes, or other events, the typical hourly mid-range is about $150. And if you're really good at delivering a jolly ho-ho-ho, then you can potentially make $500 an hour. Greenleaf even says one of the Santas who works for him was offered $1,200 by a Manhattan client for just one hour on Christmas Day. That's false advertising, guys. One One person, person. one time, was offered $1,200 for an hour. That's ridiculous. Don't say you can make up to. I also feel a like... Santa performer made twelve hundred. Right. Let me rewrite that headline for Look, you. See, shit like this is why people fall into MLMs. <laughs> you can make up to one million dollars a year, but probably you'll make three thousand. Not even, and then right. left. Probably you'll make three <laughs> dollars <laughs> in your first month, That's and then you'll quit. Oh, I'm so glad I got the next one. Yay. We were just talking about this. Around 28 Lego sets are sold every second during the Christmas season. This is why I can't get the damn Home Alone set, guys. Put it back on the website. That's for me. Quit buying it. (laughs) I like Legos. I don't think we've ever talked about that. We were talking about this earlier because we moved to a new location and my lovely... Lego Hogwarts is sitting behind us. And letters are in the room. around. There's a lot of Legos in this room. <laughs> but um, I love Legos and I want the Home Alone set. So any of you listeners who really, really like me, please feel free to send it to me. Please. If there's a child in your life or a Lindsay, then there's a good chance that they've asked for at least one Lego set as a gift over the years or 10 minutes ago. <laughs> In fact, they probably ask for one each year, each week, <laughs> each paycheck, <laughs> each bonus. That's why during the Christmas season, almost 28 Lego sets are sold each and every second, according to National Geographic Kids. Wow. That's a lot of Legos. I love that. I love Legos because you know what? It's engineering. It's a great way to start kids on an early path to being something very smart and high paying. For females, it's very STEM related. It gets girls interested in engineering and sciences mm. and all the stuff that we need females to be doing. Right. So 
If you are someone with daughters, please buy them Legos. They make it's girl so ones that they're girling people. Right. And they incorporate like popular thinking. Oh, yeah, that too. So it like gets them. Like, <laughs> don't they, want you to they don't realize that they're doing something that is really working their brain, you know? Oh, yeah. It's like the best thing in the world. I know Dana's gotten Lucas many, many Legos. I've given him some sets that I get that are um, free at times. Have you seen the Target Lego collab? The, no. They have a clothing line. It's so cute. They have like little beanies. Like I was hoping that there was stuff. a Lego Targo. Oh, well, there might be. I don't think there is. I would have gotten an email by now. But most of it, they have like sweaters, scarves. Like, it's really That's cute. cute. They have stuff for pets, too. I just, Lego's an awesome brand. I know it's expensive, but when you calculate how much you're getting for it and the hours that it takes to put into it, I mean, it's, it's, it's great. And, you know, as a kid, I loved them. As an adult, I love sets. I love Legos, <laughs> guys. Anyways. Shout out to Lego. Yeah. Send me some free ones. <laughs> Namely the Home Alone set. We need like I'll a, take the Titanic as well. We need like a seltzer Lego. Like a lip. Oh. <gasps> that would be so cute. Lego. We're doing a merch drop of <laughs> what is the word I'm thinking of? Not bougie. Oh my god. It's busted. Busted. I don't think it's busted. I don't know what you're thinking of that starts with a B. Someone said it to me this past weekend. I can't remember. Anyways, uh, we're making a busted <laughs> wine and Oreos already. Why don't you send us some legit Lego packs and we'll collab. Email us tipsytrials at gmail.com. Thank you. All right. The day after Christmas is National Candy Cane Day. Okay. I Come with these fucking story. candy canes. I have another story. Go on. So Lucas's teacher gave all the kids in their class one candy cane and asked that they like give it to a staff member okay. in the school That's to like nice. do a nice deed yeah. or whatever. So Lucas says he gave his candy cane to the lady in the cafeteria that like takes their lunch number or whatever. <laughs> Said I gave it to her and she was like, "What's your number?" <laughs> I was like, "Did she say thank you?" He said, "No, she just set it down on the table." That's really disappointing. Like, did you explain to her that you were like giving it to her? She really thought or... it was garbage. Or and she's something. like, "What the fuck is this? What's your number? Get out of my face!" That you know, that's one of two things. Either they do this every year. She's gotten so many over mm -hmm. the years that she just really is immune to how generous and kind it is, right? Or she thought he was handing her a piece of garbage. I think she must have thought he was handing her a piece of garbage because they get to choose. Like, they can give it to the librarian or a janitor or an what, Did he say why he chose this woman? No, he didn't. You should ask. I should ask. I'm very curious as to yeah. everyone in the school. How'd you choose this random cafeteria woman? <laughs> Who doesn't seem to be very <laughs> nice. I give a shit. <laughs> I'm going to ask. <laughs> like, I need to know. All right. December 26th isn't just Boxing Day. It's also National Candy Cane Day. And while that doesn't mean it'll keep us from munching on the sugary sticks as early as Thanksgiving, it does give us a chance to indulge as much as we can before New Year's. Notes National today. I don't eat candy canes that much. What candy canes are you eating that taste sugary at that? Yeah, they just taste like peppermint. It's sugary sticks. <laughs> like, I'm so... Why does this article think... Okay, whoever wrote this loves themselves some candy cane you know 
I feel like I did eat a lot of candy canes as a kid, though. No, I don't. But as an adult, I don't care. Lucas is Lucas is like eating one every day, and I'm like, where did that come from? <laughs> we don't have any candy canes in our house. <laughs> but somehow he's he was eating one the other day, and he like sharpened it into like a, what looked like a prison shank. And I'm like, dude, you need to like calm it down over there. They learn that at school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, well, these days they have so many different kinds, though, because you can get, like, the Jolly Rancher ones, mm-hmm. Starburst ones. That's true. Chocolate ones, I'm pretty sure. Oh. I think you know, these mints has one. Oh, that one actually sounds good. That does sound good. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, like, I just, I don't know. Candy canes are not my jam. I do like the um, the ones that are, like, the stick, but they're, like, the soft peppermint. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's not really a candy cane. So no, I don't know what that is. It's just a peppermint stick. <laughs> I like that word better. Yeah. People in Japan eat KFC on Christmas. This I didn't know, and I think it's one of the funniest and coolest facts in the world. In America, families... Okay, that was very nonchalant. I'm sorry. I sounded very depressed. America. Families <laughs> who suck. Just over America. <laughs> yeah, same. Oh, in America, families who celebrate Christmas might enjoy a turkey or ham for their holiday dinner. But over in Japan, modern holiday festivities often involve eating KFC at Christmas. According to the BBC, it's estimated that 3.6 million Japanese families enjoy the fast food chicken on December 25th. The credit goes to this man who was the manager of the first KFC in the country who overheard a couple of foreigners talking in his store after it opened in 1970 about missing turkey on Christmas. Oh, that makes so much sense. The guy's name, I don't want to mispronounce, but the last name is Okarwa. Okan. Okawara? Okay, this is why I just want to say. So sorry. We're so sorry. The manager woke up at midnight and jotted down an idea that came to him in a dream a party barrel to be sold on Christmas, according to the BBC. He hoped a Christmas dinner of fried chicken could be a fine substitute, and so he began marketing his party barrel as a way to celebrate the holiday. I love that connection. That's awesome. I knew they ate it over there, and it's like big. It's like all of them do it. You know what's funny, though? And obviously, I hope this doesn't come off as offensive, but there's a lot of, like, Asian restaurants here that will be like the only thing open on Christmas. No. Do you so, not know about Jewish Christmas? No. You don't know what Jews do on Christmas? Do they eat Chinese food? Yeah. Well, we eat Chinese food on Christmas because <laughs> it's the only thing open. Yeah. And That's we always cool. like do a big celebration on Christmas Eve, but then no one cooks on Christmas. And it's like, this is a Jewish thing. On Jewish Christmas, you go eat Chinese and you see a movie. I love that. Yeah. That's like not a family thing like it's it's like a it's not like a jewish thing but it's right i think a lot of us have fallen into it i now that i live alone and you know my family's not local i tend to if i'm not with them i'll um order chinese on christmas eve Mm -hmm. but i'll order enough that i have leftovers on christmas day and then i watch movies if i don't go to the movies i'm not big on going alone it's something i'm working on i've heard people say they love going to the movies alone though i've never done it I heard that it's very peaceful and relaxing, but I don't know. I just never tried it. Yeah. All right. The man who wrote The Legend of Sleepy Hollow is credited with creating the modern view of Christmas. Oh. 
While he is most famously associated with Halloween thanks to his creepy classic, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, Washington Irving was actually partially responsible for shaping the Christmas traditions we know and love today. Among Irving's biggest contributions to Christmas in America was his promotion of St. Nicholas as a beloved character, laying the groundwork for the figure we'd eventually embrace as Santa Claus, the National Endowment for the Humanities Note. This man okay. created Santa Claus. Wow. I'm just like, <laughs> the fact that the guy who wrote Sleepy Hollow, the story about a man with a pumpkin head that is not on his head. <laughs> a headless horseman. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that is um, Sleepy Hollow, right? Yes. Also created Santa Claus. That's wild. Well, That's I really just... two ends of the spectrum. I feel like we're such a melting pot of a country that, like, I don't even know where our traditions come from. So this is very um, interesting. It's been informative. Yeah. The Yule Log calls back to a holiday tradition from the Iron Age. According to history, the channel, the log sh- <laughs> that log-shaped chocolatey dessert that you present to your guests every year has its roots in Gaelic and Celtic winter solstice traditions. Whoops. That's a tongue twister. Yes. To cleanse the air of the previous year's events and to usher in the spring, families would burn logs decorated with holly, pine cones, or ivy. The site states. <laughs> I don't know why I'm reading periods for there's no period. Wine and salt were also often used to anoint the logs. Once burned, the logs' ashes were valuable treasures said to have medicinal benefits and to guard against evil. Over the centuries, the good luck ritual developed into this tasty holiday treat. So I knew about, like, the actual Yule log. I didn't know that people made a dessert out of it. I've never seen it. Okay, so I've seen the dessert. Never in person. Honestly, the fact that they say, you know, you present to your guest every year. I've never been to a Christmas party where they were serving Yule log. I've seen variations of this, like, on different holidays. Like, I've seen, like, a pumpkin roll like this on Thanksgiving as a dessert, but it's not, like, a traditional thing. It's like, oh, I saw this on Pinterest, so I made it. I've never seen anything like this. Um, I have, and I knew that's what it was called, but I just, I think it's funny that they, it's, and I was actually going to ask you that. I was like, is this, like, a traditional Christmas dessert that I just have never been to a party that was serving it? But I guess maybe it's just more of a old-school traditional thing. That maybe some families just eventually... That would make sense. I mean, it looks delicious. Yeah, it does. Who knows? All right. A handwritten copy of Twas the Night Before Christmas was sold for $280,000. I believe that. In 2006, an unnamed business executive purchased one of four known handwritten copies of Clement Clark Moore's poem, A Visit from St. Nicholas, which is better known now as Twas the Night Before Christmas at an auction. The 1860 poem, also signed by the author, went for 280000 and was reportedly read out loud by the buyer at a holiday party. Oh, that's nice. I wish they had an actual picture of it in here. What does the link take you to, Amazon? Let's see. No, just, I guess, the article where they got the story from, but there's no picture. All right. Hmm. Mariah Carey wrote, All I Want for Christmas is You in 15 Minutes. And look at us now, <laughs> obsessing over it. 
she's a big part of that though like she pushes it on to people i'm team i'm kelly not Clarkson mad at her and ariana grande for christmas music now. yeah guys kelly's coming for mariah yeah hard she is in a big she way. wants it i not me <laughs> maybe not this year i'd say in the next three to four years kelly might beat her out i don't know maybe not i think we're just ready for something new i mean if you're on tiktok Every Christmas song this year, it's not Mariah, it's Kelly. Right. She coming for her. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's right. It took Mariah Carey less than half an hour to co-write her. Okay, so it wasn't just her. <laughs> her now. <laughs> I can never pronounce this word. Ubiquitous. Yeah. There you go. Christmas pop song. Her collaborator, Walter. <laughs> really? Walter A. <laughs> Walter A told Billboard. That's why it's so popular, because it's so simple and palatable. I don't think that's why it's so popular, but okay. I mean, we are kind of dumb as a society, so he's probably not wrong. <laughs> is it simple, though? Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. I do love it. I mean, it's one of my favorite Christmas. I love Christmas music. I think we talked about this in yeah. another episode. But, I, yeah, I kind of agree. I think Kelly's coming for her. I think Kelly's very much on her way to beating her mm -hmm. i'll be curious to see the numbers this year yeah me too um i think mariah carey's will always be a classic yeah i don't think it'll i think it's okay to not have one person ruling christmas songs right as much as mariah might not want to <laughs> believe that i mean she's got to figure out some something else to keep her career going anyway Children have been leaving cookies and milk out for Santa since at least 1896. Wow, that's a long time. No one knows exactly why it's now customary to leave out cookies and milk for Santa Claus, but per NPR, the first recorded reference to the tradition is from a Santa-themed magazine for children that was published in the late 19th, 19th century. A young girl wrote to St. Nicholas, an illustrated magazine for young folks that she and her brother were planning to leave the snack out for their Christmas visitor in case he was hungry. So I wonder if someone just wrote in like, oh, I'm doing this for you. And everyone's like, well, the rest of us are too. I, that's kind of where I'm at is I'm like, well, how did that lead to so many others making it a tradition? That's crazy. But you know what? I mean, I don't want to compare it to this, but it's the perfect example. That's kind of like a gender reveal party. Mm -hmm. This was not a thing until some until woman someone one day posted it online mm -hmm. that she and she's come out and said she regrets it. But really, because mm -hmm. it causes so many issues. Yeah, and like those fires. Yeah, Gosh. yeah. She's like, it was supposed to be the simple thing, and people have really taken it to too far a level. But it's the same idea. This is just a random woman posted mm -hmm. it online. People found and started doing it, and it just spread. Yeah. That's crazy. That's what I was saying. Like, we're just, it's like someone has an idea, and we're like, oh, it's a tradition now. Yeah, we're uh, just not original, clearly. We're not. Tens of thousands of people go to the ER each year with decorating-related injuries. Wow. What <laughs> y'all doing? Make sure you have a spot when you're stringing those lights. According to the United States Consumer Product Safety Commission, in 2018, 17,500 people sought treatment at a hospital for injuries sustained while decorating for the holiday. Wow. In fairness, we don't know the extent of that. 
That could be anything from a hypochondriac who got a scratch on their finger to someone who fell off a ladder and hey, broke true. every bone in their body. That's true. So, I mean, that while that is interesting, I would have to assume most of them are breaks or concussions of some sort. Mm-hmm. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Or burns, maybe. <laughs> burns, yeah. Um, oh, this is our last one. Oh, yeah. The, no, I was going to tell you, there was a TikTok where <laughs> someone put lights up on their house, but then they put like um, like a dummy almost, but it looked like it was in like street clothes. Mm-hmm. And it looks like the person's like hanging off the house and the ladder's like on the ground. <laughs> and they put a camera up to see like how many people would come up and be like, sir, are you okay? <laughs> I haven't seen that one yet. That's it's funny. So funny. <laughs> it's so funny. All right. Last one. Santa Claus wasn't always partial to the color red. Okay. <laughs> These days, Santa is almost always depicted as a jolly bearded man in a bright red suit with furry white trim. But this color scheme is surprisingly recent, is a surprisingly recent development. Prior to the 1870s, Santa was shown wearing a range of colors, including brown, white, green, tan, and blue. Per The Guardian, Thomas Nast, a Harper's Bazaar character, Tourist is credited for originating the red-suited version of Santa we know so well today. So someone had a idea and we're like, this is Santa now. <laughs> Even though he himself had also drawn him in other hues, this is the one that stuck. Mm. All right. I mean, I feel like I've seen blue Santas, though. I don't know that I have. I mean, I believe you. I, I don't, maybe not in person, but like in pictures yeah. and all. Um, it is true, though. If I'm thinking Santa, I'm thinking, thinking red. red. Yeah. I mean, I've seen like a burgundy, maybe even like a brownish, but yeah. I mean, it, I've it's pretty much red. The blue, though, that I've seen, it's more like a velvet, like material. Mm-hmm. It's almost like his nightgown. Oh, oh. You know, it's like a silky, I do know what you're talking satiny. about. Not yeah. velvet. Oh my God. It's the opposite of velvet. <laughs> like silk. Satin. Yeah. It's like a satiny looking like a sexy woman's pajamas, but it's on Santa <laughs> but it's Santa. a full robe. I think, no, what am I thinking of? I'm thinking of the um, the pajamas and the Santa Claus. Yeah, those like were the, red. Were they red? I don't know. What am I thinking they were blue for Santa? I haven't watched it yet this year. No, we have to I watch think it. they were red. I almost right. watched it. Not last night, two nights ago. I don't, it doesn't matter which night I almost watched it. I we almost watched know. it. But I don't know why I didn't. Well, I'm watching a lot of random crap and Shark Tank. I love Shark Tank. Me too. You know what? I was talking about it on the phone with someone during a work day because we were avoiding doing our jobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah, I hope HR is not listening. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And, um, I was just like, I need to, I just need to watch it now. Like, I needed, we were talking about the products that had come from Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. And it got into this discussion about how, like, Ring was the most, um, I'm sorry, most successful Shark Tank product that did not get a deal. Ring doorbell. Oh, they didn't. I didn't Mm-mm. know that. Wow. And I didn't, I've never seen that episode. Have and either. I was like, I, I wonder how many products I know of today mm-hmm. that I didn't realize were on Shark Tank. Interesting. So I started rewatching, and it's perfect because, you know, if you miss a little bit of it 
Or if you take like a break for a few days, you can easily come back to it and not. Right. It, it doesn't matter versus like a sitcom or drama. You kind of need to be paying attention. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just become my background show. Shark Tank is like my go-to hotel show. Anytime I'm staying in a hotel, it's always on. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, Shark Tank. <laughs> this is what we're watching. It is. I flip around. I'm usually on TLC in hotels because I'm never mad at what's on 90% mm. of the time. It's something I was meaning to watch anyways. Um, but yeah, I've done that too. Shark Tank. Yeah. For sure. It's a good one. Okay. So let's do our final maths. Yes. Um, and tell math. you all what we like. All right. You ready? Yes. Number four. Cinnamon sugar cookie latte. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so sad. That was what we were really hoping was going to be one. I think if they took cinnamon out, made it sugar cookie, and maybe rearranged the formula, mm-hmm. I- I'd be happier. I would prefer it just be a sugar sugar cookie. cookie. You don't need cinnamon. Yeah. Um, it gave it two point nine. I was actually very generous. Oh, I gave it a three. So yeah. Yeah, and honestly, all of my scores are pretty high this week. So because none of I like them were, right. None of them were really bad. No, no, no. Three. Marshmallow mocha. Yeah. Um, I gave it a 3.2. Same no thing way. I really... <laughs> at 3.3. <laughs> it was really good. It really was. Um, I don't think anything pulled it down. Accuracy maybe pulled it down slightly. Uh, I didn't enjoy the smell, so that pulled it down for me. I gave it a three on the smell, so. Um, number two. Eggnog. Yeah. <laughs> I gave it a 3.8. Okay. I got 3.82. Okay. <laughs> um, this was hard. I, I kind of, we, when we were doing our math, I kind of knew immediately peppermint was going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, but this eggnog's really nice. In my brain, though, I'm kind of comparing it to seltzer nog. Yeah. Oh, the seltzer nog. I know. So good. It was. The 3.8's really high. That might be one of the highest I've ever given something. And number one was peppermint, peppermint. mocha, mo- mocha, not mota. mota. <laughs> peppermint <laughs> mota latte. I gave it a four. I gave that a three point nine. <laughs> so you can see eggnog and um, peppermint were really face to face. Peppermint mm-hmm. edged it out because taste and accuracy both got over four. Yes, same for me. Yeah, they they nailed it, which mm-hmm. is the easiest one to nail because that's probably the only legit. Like regular latte, right? You have something to compare it to, right? Um, overall pack was a three point five. Me too, <laughs> man. This might be like the closest we've ever come. That's pretty nice too, guys. I might. I don't know if this is being edited out, but if it is, I I forgot we ranked out a five earlier <laughs> when we were writing. My plans were to edit that part out. I, you'll find out if it's still in there, but if it isn't, just embrace it. I think I write in the three range so often that I kind of forgot that four was an option. Oh, you're like, um, <laughs> right. I was like writing something and I was like, 3.5. I was like, oh, wait, I can go up to four. <laughs> I was like, I can go up to five. <laughs> oh, but this pad was really good. Um, I'd say between the two rebels. The variety pack that they come out with year-round, go for that one first. It's yeah. phenomenal. 
Um, these are really, really good, and they're really nice for a seasonal. There's only eight in there, so there's only two of each flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I really, Rebel, you, whatever you're doing, you might be one of our top brands right now. Seriously. We I love mean, you. Sponsor we us. had one yet that we, like, hated. All of them have been like, yeah, I'd totally drink that again. Well, and so we haven't tried some of the other seasonal flavors, and we haven't done the teas. I think mm-hmm. the tea will likely happen January, February, because we're so excited about this brand of this PAX that we want to keep going with them. Um, and, you know, Rebel, we do accept free stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Just send us an email at tipsytrials at gmail.com. We'll send you our shipping information. But, no, we're very impressed with this brand. We really enjoy them. Please go try them. Give them support. Follow them on Instagram while you're following us. <laughs> Yes. At Tipsy Trials, along with Twitter. I assume they have a Twitter. I think we follow them. Oh, if not, I'll I'll go check. <laughs> well, while you're following them on Instagram and Twitter, follow us, Tipsy Trials, like I just said five minutes ago. Yes. And if you have any thoughts or suggestions, things you'd like for us to try, please send us an email at tipsytrials at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And with that, oh, I was going to wish you all a Merry Christmas, but you will be hearing this after Christmas. Hope you had a Merry Christmas. <laughs> so with that, court is now adjourned. adjourned. Thanks for joining. Goodbye.